Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through... And good morning, it's Annie from uh, Showreel, where our look at uh, 3CR's look at uh, Australian film. And uh, of course, you already know that it's CCR's subscriber drive. And uh, if you're interested uh, in becoming a member of uh, 3CR, not just a listener, you can be a listener subscriber. And it's uh, you can get parts of uh, the disc, you can get part of a discounters list and a whole range of other, and a warm glow by showing us your love, 65. $5 wage, $35 pension and concession and $110 solidarity and you can give uh, us a call on 94198377 if you're interested and for our particular show we have given giveaways, people who want to resubscribe or people who want to become new listeners. We've got The Book Thief or Paris Revealed. Paris Revealed is all about having a look at the behind the scenes of the most famous monuments of Paris. And the other, of course, is the dramatisation, the film version of the extraordinary film The Book Thief, which uh, got such wonderful reviews. Geoffrey Rush, Emily Watson and Sophie Nalis are involved in that film. So if you ring up, you could get one of those DVDs. Now today, we're going to go to a serious issue for uh, the Australian film and television industry. At the moment, we've got the ICC International Cricket World Cup on our screens. And as a general rule, what you would expect is that uh, local technicians would be involved in that. But at the moment... The, uh, because of short-term uh, visas that have been uh, created by the present federal government, it's not so. Uh, uh, only 10 Australian technicians are involved in the screenings and uh, out of 200. So we went and talked to Sue Marriott, who is part of the MEAA, that's the uh, Media Entertainment Actors Alliance, to find out what's going on and... Uh, uh, you know, get an idea of uh, what uh, you could do, perhaps, to uh, show your displeasure. Now, the Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance have alerted people to a problem with the ICC Cricket World Cup event that's coming up that they may be unaware of. Do you want to tell us more about it? Sure. Um, it's, uh, I'm Sue Marriott. Obviously, I'm a, uh, an elected vice president of the Victorian branch of the MEAA. And we became aware of this issue probably about a month ago that the contracted broadcaster for the ICC, which obviously runs the World Cup cricket, uh, by the name of Broadcast Solutions, which is a Singapore-based company, 
we became aware that they were not offering any work to our sports camera and broadcast technicians in Australia for the World Cup. Now, it already, it's already started. It started last Saturday. And our understanding is that about 200 varying uh, technicians, either engineering, broadcasting, camera uh, operators have been brought in from overseas on visas that are not the pro appropriate visa for, um, for such importation of, uh, of workers. No, so they've been brought in on these uh, a 400 uh, visa as opposed to a 420 visa, which was something that the MEAA had already negotiated, the Temporary Work Entertainment Visa. Can you explain the difference between this Temporary Work Entertainment Visa and the other one, which is the Short Stay Activity Visa? It might exactly. all seem a bit much to uh, people out there, but it's very important to this industry, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the entertainment, the 420 entertainment visa came into effect years ago in terms of, and it's used for when overseas actors come here to work in film and television productions, when crew come into work uh, on productions, um, and also when journalists and others come into work uh, for various reasons. And those are all, those uh, type of visas, the entertainment visas, are always discussed with the Minister for Immigration. Uh, his department, and there are very clear regulations outlining how those visas are used. And one of the most important things about the entertainment visa is that it has to uh, prove the, the employer that's bringing anyone over from, from, uh, from overseas to work in Australia has to prove that it provides the employment of that overseas person provides net employment benefits for Australians. In other words, it has to lead to substantial numbers of Australians being employed. So that's the first thing. The entertainment visa also provides for uh, background checks, um, you know, for things like criminal record, all of that sort of stuff. And it also provides that the people working in Australia who are brought from overseas receive at least Australian rates of pay. Now, you can see immediately what the issue is. The other, the short stay activity temporary work visa, provides for none of that. So it doesn't provide that Australians have to be employed. It doesn't provide any background che safety checks in terms of criminal activities, etc. And it certainly doesn't provide that the people that are being brought in are going to be paid on, the, on Australian um, fair work wages basis. And also, in a, a sort of a sense, uh, it's a slight to the MEAA because these were negotiated arrangements and generally speaking, 420 visas require consultation with the MEAA. It would be appearing that they want to cut the union out. Yes, yes, that, that's a, a very important point. Um, but we're sort of less, a bit less concerned about that than the fact that this um, the World Cup cricket has always been broadcast usually on Channel 9 in Australia, and our uh, broadcast techs and camera operators are recognised as the best worldwide. And we actually we actually invented the, the stump camera, which uh, was an arcane term, in, if you don't know anything about cricket, but we've actually invented some of the technology that, um, that is used in sport, sports broadcasting 
So it became very apparent to a lot of our uh, members, camera operators, broadcast technicians, engineering technicians, that they weren't being, they would have expected to be offered the jobs that they are usually offered via Channel 9 because Channel 9 used to be the host broadcaster. And this is what has changed this year. The ICC, the International Cricket um, Commission, is running this World Cup and their, their selected uh, broadcaster is a Singapore-based company. So that's the basis on which they're trying to get around the usual system that operates and say that they're bringing in their own crew to broadcast and transmit the World Cup. But it was very interesting. The other day I was talking about it on another radio station and I asked the, some of the sports journalists that were on that program, I said because I was down at the MCG on Saturday to hand out leaflets about this issue and some of the, the uh, spectators were saying, oh, that's why they're not using the spider cam, which you know, is apparently the camera that sits above the pitch on, uh, on wires and gives you a good overhead view. Some of the spectators were already saying to me, oh, we actually, yeah, we noticed that certain cameras weren't being used. But when I was talking on... ABC radio the other day, they got a lot of texts in from people saying, oh, the, the pictures have been terrible in the broadcast and, you know, not up to the usual standards and there's blurred shots and, you know, not following the action properly and all of these sorts of issues which uh, to which the sports journalists were saying, well, that would be a concern to Channel 9, wouldn't it? <laughs> because it's their pictures that are being broadcast on their channel. It's an issue. It is a quality issue, but without denigrating the skills and aptitudes of, the, of the, those people being brought from overseas, what I would say is that if they are as skilled and as capable of Australian technicians, then they also should be getting paid the same wages as Australian skilled technicians in that area, and we suspect that they're not. And as you said earlier, this is a way of cutting costs cutting the union out of the consultation process and bringing in workers under on less than current Australian standards. And, I mean, fairly obviously, any union would be concerned about that and the MEAA is very concerned about it. Well, it's interesting you should mention the uh, that they have been brought in on the... Uh this short-term, short-stay activity visa because this short-stay uh, activity visa has just been instigated. It, it was it was just propounded by the present government at the end of 2014 uh, ah, and it's just in. I've just done a stick-together program on visas and this is one of the interesting new developments. It was put in forward as a discussion paper at the end of 2014 and obviously it's gone past discussions with this uh, implementation through the cricket. So it's a new visa. That's very interesting because it's uh, obviously been brought in to... Um well, probably complicate the issues with the 457 visas, I would have thought. No, well, what, it's not 457. What it uh, relates to is the 417 visas, which are the holiday visa, working visas. Oh, and, right. uh, see, they've got a whole a range of categories. Now, this short-term uh, visa was being put forward uh, in one sense for uh, the, the groups, the employers that had actually advocated for it were large resource companies because they oh. wanted to to be able to bring in on a short-term basis uh, some of their executive-type people uh, 
to come and do uh, short-term work. And very interesting. That's right. So uh, it's obviously, as I said, it's gone from one phase to a new phase now with the cricket. And as you clearly say in your pamphlets, it, it's just not cricket. It is just not cricket. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. You're on Showreel with Annie and we're investigating some of the elements of the ICC's uh, film contract uh, TV coverage of the world cricket that's going on at the moment in Melbourne and uh, and in Canberra and a variety of other places. Uh, but uh, also at 3CR, you have to remember that it's a subscriber drive and if you're interested, $65 wage, $35 pension at concession, $110 solidarity or organisations, you can call 94198377 to uh, subscribe, resubscribe, or to uh, uh, do a new subscription. And if you do that in this half hour, then uh, you could be up for a DVD of Paris Revealed, directed by Martin Blanchard, that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at uh, some of Paris's wonderful uh, hidden monuments, as well as another one, which is The Book Thief. We've got a DVD of The uh, Book Thief, which is based on the best-selling book. Great book. I don't I haven't seen the film, I have to say, but I've seen, read the book, and it was a cracker. Anyway, we'll continue with uh, uh, the Sue Marriott uh, investigation. Sue Marriott is uh, the Victorian Vice President of MEAA, the Media Entertainment Actors Alliance, and uh, we'll see what Sue's got to say about the present situation at the uh, in uh, the uh, World Cup cricket, and uh, what she might think is a good response from the public. We've written to the minister Peter Dutton about this last week, and I was hoping that I would have heard something before our interview today, but uh, still haven't heard anything back from the minister. We'll obviously be talking to the Shadow Minister for Immigration as well and seeing if we can get any response from the Labor Party side. So, In particular, you've got the cricket, which is, uh, you know, a pressure point. Um, One, it's a cultural event uh, and uh, it's uh, obviously important to uh, Australians who are interested in cricket to get the best possible coverage. But obviously Mm. there's been changes because there's been uh, feedback that there are quality issues. Besides that... For the Australian film uh, industry, technicians and skill base, this will have some ramifications if it continues, won't it? Absolutely, and uh, we have, a, as I said before, we've got a very high skill base. In fact, you know, recognised. Not it's not just us bragging about it, but it is recognised worldwide that Australia has the top, the best quality uh, sports. Um, camera operators and broadcast technicians. There's just no question about it. So the fact that they're being sidelined by workers who don't have the same level of skill and experience as they do and paid less than they would normally expect um, is a major problem because they've all finished work on the Australian Open. All our freelance camera operators are sitting around twiddling their thumbs. 
because they only work from one event to the other. They are not regularly employed, so this is a massive uh, blow to them in terms of their capacity to earn um, this year. We had we had slightly similar problems with um, the motorcycle uh, GP as well, the Grand Prix last year, so we're keeping an eye on that, but uh, that was resolved at the time. Even though there are overseas organisations that control these events, nearly always there is a local uh, host broadcaster that obviously employs our people. So, you know, we'll, we'll be continuing to monitor this, but if we don't uh, win this fight, then you're absolutely right. This is a, a will be a major concern for our skill base. The argument has always been for this approach that globalisation is here and that even down to TPP, the Trans-Pacific uh, Partnership, another free trade agreement which is coming up, that part of those kind of free trade deals is that any government that actually puts in legislation which will curtail the profits of a outside corporation can be sued. Do you think that uh, the lowering of the general salaries for this type of work, which is obviously one of the outcomes of bringing in outside workers at a lower rate, uh, that uh, the danger is that uh, the union won't have any point of negotiation. Yes, I, I believe so. But, I, I mean, whatever the state, whatever government we have in power, and obviously we've got one at the moment federally that is not necessarily sympathetic to unions or their members, but we have in place and have had for, you know, couple of hundred years, an arbitration and conciliation system or now called Fair Work Australia. And there is no question that irrespective of free trade agreements, workers who come to this country have to be paid at least under those federal awards and agreements. There is no argument. That's the law. So whatever government is in place, they cannot undermine those rights of both Australian workers locally, they can't be paid less than the agreement and you and I know that it happens all the time and that's why unions are sometimes useful, but also they cannot be subverted by companies bringing in workers from overseas. It's nothing to do with race or anything like that. It's to do with maintaining a standard of skills and uh, employment wages and conditions, and that's what it's all about. There was another part of the 420 visa which seems relatively important, which is the background checks on the people coming in. Now, given that uh, the Abbott government has made quite a serious noises about uh, potential terrorists amongst refugees, and I'm putting those both, both of those things in to inverted commas, but uh, yes. giving this, uh, you know, saying, using every type of soapbox to talk about how it's important to ensure that uh, Australia's population isn't damaged by potential terrorists who may be amongst boat people, in inverted commas, but it would appear that this short-term visa doesn't actually have to check to see if there is any criminality amongst uh, any of the technicians that are coming in and that, that apparently the MEAA has actually pinpointed several people that have actually got uh, less than salubrious pass. That's right. We've identified at least two, um, two people that have had convictions ranging from attempted murder Ooh. to drug charges. So, um, 
again, whilst not trying to disparage any individual, you're right, that visa class does not provide for any of these checks. Now, you know, irrespective of political persuasion or whatever, the fact is that these uh, the workers will have access to areas where there will be thousands of people. They'll be operating heavy equipment in potentially dangerous conditions um, and they have access, you know, they're right in the middle of huge crowds of, you know, Australians. <laughs> so you would hope that there had been some sort of check on, uh, on their backgrounds. Now, apparently it's not just uh, Australia that's concerned about this, but of course New Zealand. Yes, exactly, because the Cricket World Cup is obviously happening there as well. And, uh, and in fact, it was one of these uh, two people that we've, we've been made aware of. Uh, one of these was someone who'd gone into New Zealand, part of the crew for the World Cup over there. Could it be argued that actually it's of no value to Australia to host the World Cup cricket? If there's actually no genuine return for Australians, it technically in terms of the televising of it. Yes, you could argue that. I mean, you know, there were lots of people there on Saturday enjoying the game, though. So presumably, and I mean, obviously that does provide employment for our members in terms of the people who work at the MCG, for example. But in terms of the skilled workers involved in the broadcast, there are no benefits for them. I think there's about 10 Australians in total out of 200 <laughs> that have come in that are actually going to be employed for the entire period of the World Cup. And it does go on for this month into next month. So it's quite a long period of work that they're missing out on, apart from the lucky 10. What's the union preparing to do? As I've said, we've written to the minister about it. We want a response. We want to have some justification about why these visas are being used. And we want to highlight the issue, obviously, to people. We're asking uh, our members and anyone else who's interested from the, the general public to sign a petition that we have at change.org uh, and also on the MEAA uh, website. But clearly, we want some answers about why this has occurred. And whilst we, we may not be successful in getting more people employed, this is phase one, of the fight in this area and clearly from what you said about the temporary work short stay visas there's going to be more of them. You wouldn't go as far as boycotting the event? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's reasonable because it, um, I mean clearly there are some of our members employed at the, the games I, I quote the example of all the MCG staff they're all members of our union too so and I just don't think it would be you know very clever way to do it in terms of you know the popularity of the sport we don't want to stop people watching it we just want them to get good pictures i mean the most pressure i think we should be exerting is people talking to channel nine about the pictures that they are getting on their televisions and whether they think the quality is good enough and that channel nine should be talking to the government as well about why they weren't allowed to use their local local employees so the government has set in place a uh, system of visas. Now, in order to actually organise an event like this for televising, etc., etc., this must have taken a... They, the lead time would be at least a year, surely? Um, not necessarily. They're pretty, uh, pretty quick at setting up this stuff. And, I mean, obviously Australia's been doing it for years and the local, um, you know, local TV broadcasters are pretty, you know, adept at it. But I, I, I don't think it would have been... Probably the lead time wouldn't have been much longer than three months. Oh, three months. So and that's the, really when... Yeah, the signing of the contracts with... 
Yeah, signing of the contracts yeah. with the uh, Singaporean company. Yeah, I think they they have always been on board though. But that's that's obviously happened in the last. Well, when was the last time the Cricket World Cup was on in Australia? Because that was actually that employed all of our technicians and camera operators. So it's I think it was probably last year. No, they yeah, have it every that's right. every yeah. summer. That's right. Yeah, the profit margins are going to increase for the ICC. Yeah, for the ICC and presumably um, Broadcast Solutions, the Singapore-based company. There you go. All right, so uh, complaints Mm. to Channel 9. Complaints to Channel 9 about if you notice broad... I mean, you know, it might be fine, but, I mean, it was interesting the number of texts that came in after I asked, you know, that question of the sports journalists at the ABC that a lot of people were noticing. And clearly, people did notice a difference in the quality of the pictures that were coming through. So, yeah, that's good. And uh, and signing the petition, you know, talking to Dutton, Peter Dutton, the Immigration Minister and the Shadow Minister, so asking questions of all of those people and uh, essentially that's what the union will be doing and uh, our members are, are very um, angry about this situation. So they're... They're actually lobbying and trying getting more signatures on the petition and so forth and so on. So I mean, it's, it's it's really all you can do because I don't think a boycott is uh, is the answer. Well, it's a watching brief, and as I said, this is a, a very very new visa type, and uh, I know that uh, different uh, organisations had been uh, concerned about it in the manufacturing area, but of course. Uh, it now we see it has a flow-on effect for the Australian film and uh, television industry. That's it for Showreel. And just a reminder, if you want to subscribe to 3CR, give us a call, 94198377. You become a member of 3CR when you do that. Uh, you can uh, involve yourself in uh, the running of the station. You can also be uh, given a discounter list, uh, $65 waged, $35 pensioner concession, $110 solidarity organisation. And in this half hour, you have the opportunity of... Uh, receiving uh, Paris Revealed DVD or The Book Thief. Now, um, on a happier note, uh, in Wearing Another Hat, Sue Marriott is part of the uh, Women in Film and Television branch in Victoria and they're going to celebrate International Women's Day with a evening of films uh, which is going to be held at the RMIT Campus Building 10, Level 11, Room 003. You enter from the Bowen Street opposite the City Baths. It's building 10, third on the right. It starts at 7 and it's March the 12th. So uh, if you want to know more information about that, you can go to the WIFT Victorian web page. Uh, you can RSVP uh, to Sue Marriott at Susie Marriott. Oh, I'll spell it S. U Z Y Z Q Marriott M A R R I O T at hotmail dot com. Anyway, that's a, a series of uh, films by women to celebrate International Women's Day. That's it for me. And coming up next is published or not. You've been listening to a three CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station three CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.